You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. And now, a message from Cyberbit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need Cyberbit. Cyberbit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills. All using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. Cyberbit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. There's a word zero day spreading the Drydex banking trojan. Amazon third-party sellers are bitten by reused passwords. IBM catches Mirai mining bitcoins. Symantec discerns Longhorn tools in WikiLeaks's Vault 7. Tensions over Syria's civil war seem to be behind the shadow broker's return. Germany considers a cyber first-use doctrine. Crypto wars flare in Europe. And a Penn State professor takes the 2017 Girdle Prize for his work on differential privacy. I'm Dave Bittner in Baltimore with your CyberWire summary for Tuesday, April 11, 2017. We begin with a few notes on cybercrime. The zero-day vulnerability in Word that's undergoing exploitation in the wild is now being used to distribute the Drydex banking trojan. Many hope Microsoft will patch the flaw later today, but Redmond is still tight-lipped. Drydex, regarded as a more dangerous bit of malware than most, had of late been relatively quiescent until yesterday, when the Sands Institute and others observed a large spike in its distribution. Over at Amazon, third-party sellers are being hit with a wave of credential theft that's robbing them of the proceeds of their online sales. The criminals are said to be exploiting reused passwords they've purchased in various dark web markets. We heard from Chris Pearson of secure business network provider ViewPost, who notes that username and password credentials have been gossamer against fraud for years. He advises, really seriously and no joke, to move to two-factor authentication. IBM researchers have discovered a new criminal purpose for the Mirai IoT botnet malware. It's now been adapted by crooks and set to the CPU-intensive task of Bitcoin mining. Symantec has picked over recent WikiLeaks dumps and concludes that tools revealed in Vault 7 were used in the Longhorn campaigns, some 40 incursions into networks of 16 countries. Again, Vault 7 purports to represent a leak of CIA hacking documents. Fighting in Syria, especially Assad's horrific use of nerve agent against largely civilian targets, has considerably heightened tensions between Assad's patron, Russia, and the West. The U.S. and U.K. are taking a joint hardline toward Russia over Syria. That hardline is expected to include sanctions and has already included missile strikes against the Syrian regime's military installations. The conflict has its predictable accompaniment in cyberspace, particularly in information operations. The latest shadow brokers leaks seems obviously designed to advance Russian interests in Syria. 
The shadow brokers have long been regarded by close observers as a sock puppet on the hand of Russian intelligence and security organs. But many continue to regard the brokers as more mysterious than Muscovite. Whoever they are, they're very, very disappointed in U.S. President Trump, and they're sounding more alt-right for the moment than alt-left. They're also moving in lockstep with Russian diplomacy. ISIS, which of course is one of the several parties fighting in Syria, seems to have expanded its recruiting pool. Catalan police have discovered online attempts by ISIS to actively recruit women. Germany's newly established independent military cyber force is expected to grow to an end strength of 13,500 by July. Over the past weekend, Germany's interior minister told the news service ARD that he wanted the Bundestag to pass legislation that would permit the Bundeswehr to conduct first strikes in cyberspace in the event of clear, imminent, severe danger. There's a lot of momentum behind artificial intelligence and machine learning in cybersecurity these days, so much that it can be challenging to separate the marketing hype from reality. Dario Forte is founder and CEO of information security company DF Labs, and he offers some insights. The marketing buzz and the marketing statement uh, during the RSA, people are, and CISOs and also security professionals are starting to be concerned about uh, what their role will be after that uh, automation and machine learning will take over. Uh, the good news is that uh, there is the possibility to balance both needs, meaning that automation machine learning will be able to uh, relieve security people from their uh, routinary tasks and or something that actually is time consuming for them in order to have them uh, focused and concentrated on uh, real uh, important tasks and real important cyber investigation in this particular case. We, we conducted a recent survey on many uh, chief info security officers in the Fortune 500 space. Some of them is in our advisory board. And we asked the several questions about how they consider automation and machine learning to solve the current problem. The first one is that you cannot automate everything, uh, especially in this particular period. Uh, there are some pieces of the incident response and security operation ecosystem, for example, that are still uh, requiring human involvement. So, uh, and the reason of it, the reason of it is very simple. Uh, you cannot trust the machine 100% because if uh, the machine is given the wrong input, then the wrong output is consequential and the damage that could become from the wrong output could be even worse than the incident that you are investigating. Makes sense? So this is probably one of the most important concerns to address. And the solution for that is that keeping the human in the loop, so just being uh, supported by automation and machine learning is at the moment the best direction uh, that C CIO and CISOs want to take. The second concern is that uh, if you rely too much on the machine, especially in data breach and incident response, there are many legal implications. And should the CISO be asked to go in court to testify, he cannot definitely uh, take a machine as a support and or expert witness. So machines are still required to help the humans but not to replace it. That's Dario Forte from DF Labs. The crypto wars are flaring again in Europe. 
Emmanuel Macron, candidate for the presidency of France under the banner of the progressive third-party movement En Marche, makes some very tough promises to undermine widespread encryption should he take office. He regards the ability to read the encrypted comms of suspected terrorists as essential to the struggle against terrorism, and he would seek a coordinated EU campaign in which France would play a prominent part. The Wall Street Journal reports that an attack last July on the Union Bank of India closely resembled the phishing that compromised the Bangladesh Bank. The Bangladesh Bank's swift theft is generally attributed to the North Korean-affiliated Lazarus Group. Congratulations are in order to Penn State's Adam Smith, professor of computer science and engineering at that university. He's been awarded the 2017 Girdle Prize for his origination of the concept of differential privacy. Finally, to all the cyber criminals who may be listening, some news you can use. If you're under U.S. indictment, don't vacation in countries that have extradition treaties with the U.S. Spanish police have alleged Kelahos botnet master Pyotr Levashov in custody. U.S. authorities are dismantling Kelahos and all its works, and Mr. Levashov is expected to be facing the music stateside at some point after his interrupted holiday in Spain is over. And in Prague, extradition hearings are beginning for alleged LinkedIn, Dropbox, and Formspring breach artist Yevgeny Nikulin. So if you're on the lam from the feds, think about visiting, say, Chad, Sudan, Eritrea, or North Korea. That's just a partial list. Your travel agent should be able to advise you fully. Fly direct, no stopovers, and say, Guam. And happy landings. Every day, your IAM tech debt grows. Your multi-generational services struggle to work together. Building an identity fabric can fix this. It makes all your identity tooling stronger and allows you to connect any app to any service you want to use with zero coding, zero maintenance, and zero app downtime. Strata's identity orchestration platform separates the identity logic from your applications so you can optimize existing IAM tools and manage them in a single control plane. Now, every vendor, standard, and architecture work together. In short, building your identity fabric means you can secure your non-standard apps, keep your complex access policies, retire outdated IDPs, and modernize in record time. So build your fabric with Strata Identity and get rid of tech debt for good. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your identity priorities, and receive a pair of AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations over 5,000 employees. Connect today at strata.io slash cyberwire. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business.
And I'm pleased to be joined once again by Ben Yellen. He's a senior law and policy analyst at the University of Maryland Center for Health and Homeland Security. Uh, Ben, of course, a big story that came by recently was um, Congress overturning the Internet privacy regulations, allowing ISPs to sell some of our personal data. Give us the background on this. Sure. So in October of last year, the Federal Communications Commission promulgated a regulation prohibiting ISPs from selling uh, personal information from their users. There's this little used device, or at least it was little used until this year, called the Congressional Review Act. And the way that this works is that Congress has 60 legislative days after a regulation has been published in the Federal Register to express its disapproval. And if both houses of Congress express disapproval and the president signs it, that regulation is overturned. And that's what happened here. The impetus behind this legislation was that the ISPs uh, complained to members of Congress and to the Trump administration that such a regulation would put them at a competitive disadvantage compared with what we call edge providers like Google and Facebook. Those companies are regulated by the Federal Trade Commission. They face less stringent requirements. These ISPs are under the authority of the FCC, which has more stringent uh, communications. I think the proponents are trying to argue just a simple case that there should be uniformity. My personal opinion is, is that that argument is not well-founded. You don't see any sort of effort at trying to develop a uniform policy uh, between what the regulations that exist at the FTC and at the FCC. One last thing I'll mention is that the way the Congressional Review Act works, once you overturn a regulation under the Congressional Review Act, that agency is prohibited for a statutorily defined period from issuing a separate regulation that would do the same thing as the previous regulation. In other words, now the FCC, no matter what happens through the next you know, several years, will not be able to promulgate a similar regulation because this bill has passed. And it's a huge, huge loss for privacy advocates. Uh, but a major win for the Internet service providers. This one's a real head-scratcher, because th- who would be for this other than the uh, the ISPs to be able to, you know, make a buck off of selling your personal information? I mean, I, I think you answered your own question there. Uh, I think what we've seen in the public opinion polling is, you know, basically what you said. There actually is no real constituent interest in overturning this regulation. I think it's it's the industry and You know, they can make all the arguments they want about how there should be uniformity and privacy regulations. That's fine and good, but I think it at least appears that the true motivation is to sidestep these FCC regulations to sell personal information uh, to make a profit for the Internet service companies. All right, Ben Yellen, as always, thanks for explaining it for us. We'll talk to you again soon. Are lengthy security reviews pulling attention away from your security program? With the largest network of trust centers, Vanta can help you streamline security reviews to win customer trust, save time, and close deals fast. Proactively demonstrate security by showcasing key resources like your SOC 2 or ISO 27001 and provide real-time evidence for passing controls. And when a security questionnaire is required, Vanta takes the first pass for you. Visit vanta.com slash cyber to take a self-serve tour. That's vanta.com slash cyber.
And that's the Cyberwire. We are proudly produced in Maryland by our talented team of editors and producers. I'm Dave Bittner. Thanks for listening. And now, a word from our sponsor, Zscaler, the leader in cloud security. Cyber attackers are using AI in creative ways to compromise users and breach organizations. In a security landscape where you must fight AI with AI, the best AI protection comes from having the best data. Zscaler has extended its zero-trust architecture with powerful AI engines that are trained and tuned by 500 trillion daily signals. Learn more about Zscaler Zero Trust plus AI to prevent ransomware and AI attacks. Experience your world secured. Visit zscaler.com slash zero trust AI. 